J-Man. It has been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. Is that how old they are now that they sound like grumpy old? It's been a while. You know what's weird about when you write a song and the main hook is a real kind of like a word or phrase that is in popular culture? Like that song can kind of live forever because an asshole like me, when he hears somebody say it's been a while, automatically starts singing Stained. Every time. And we almost accomplished that with At the End of the Day. We have with people that like our music. True. All right. My good buddy Adam McDonough down in Nashville, Tennessee says that he he cannot hear that phrase without automatically launching into the tune. Well, then and then people are like, what, what song's that? And he's like, uh, you don't know. No, never mind. <laughs> but imagine that could have been a hit based on that phrase alone. Yeah. We would completely own that phrase forever. Forever. Unfortunately, well, it was not on radio. No. But you know what else isn't on radio is I wanted a drink, and I know no one can see this unless you're one of the people watching online. And uh, here's the deal, Dan. Uh, you are a man of many beers and that's correct. many Brita filtered waters and that's all that's in that that's pretty much all we need and i have found a, a beer that you recommended that i may dig but well, you like your beer bitter and bite <laughs> i recommended it because it's probably the only beer you'll even stand a chance of liking okay because dan for the listener who is not uh, familiar with his drinking habits he's if a raging gone, alcoholic if you've gone back through the old episodes you'll remember we used to do a beer review on every episode yeah that when uh, dan and kai went through this serious beer phase they tried oh, to turn this into an all in beer it. contest um or uh podcast where you just review beers and you may be familiar with one of the early episodes that was beer just cast. called beer <laughs> i think it was episode uh, four <laughs> the, one of the lowest rated episodes of fresh talk uh, with that said dan i am trying this beer i am not a big beer drinker but hopefully i it's not like the usual beer that you drink and it doesn't taste like a tree so here we go. It should not taste like a pine tree. I'm okay with that. You're right. <laughs> it's got a citrusy thing. It's a sour. And suddenly the second worst rated episode of Fresh Talk <laughs> when we just talk about beer. We will not talk about beer. We will catch up on all the wonderful things that we have been doing, not doing. Dan, let's get right to the the, the, to the cheddar on the the what's cheddar shit, I blew that. The cheddar on the cracker. Um hey, we as we record this, Dan, are only what 10 12 days away yeah. from the 20th anniversary army of freshman show that's correct saturday october 13th at discovery in ventura all ages it is coming up and guess what man we ain't even gonna let the listener know because there's gonna be somebody online that, that, that leaks it who's listening or watching we do have a special guest we promised a special guest and as of today in the 11th hour, a special guest has come through. You and I were just singing one of the songs that yep. the special guest wrote. We are excited. We are pumped up. Are you pumped about the news of the special guest? Dan? I am. I am pumped about it. That's fantastic. You're the, actually the first guy in the band to even find out. That's These other cats don't cool. even know. That's freaking cool. I think we should do uh, do the, the loyal listeners of Fresh Talk. Ooh. A solid, maybe not this episode. Okay, I'm listening. But, but announce it here first. I don't know if we have time to do it. I don't know if we'll do an episode before we make the announcement. Yeah, I don't know if we will. We could also do a hint. We could do a hint at the end of the episode. If you stick around to the end of this episode, we will give you a hint as to who the special guest on our anniversary show is. And I'll cut it from the podcast. So if you didn't watch live, you ain't kidding. Oh, I love that. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, with that said, uh, have you been have you been uh, warming up the fingertips at all? You've been playing it all? A little. Because I don't see anything plugged in over there. I'm staring at a Moog that's not plugged in. No, it's 
plugged in. It's just not turned on. Okay, fair enough. It's off. <laughs> you've been you've been warming up a little bit. Actually, no. Oh god. <laughs> I brought everything out of the garage last weekend, and I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to actually Woo. go through the set. Well, so. if it makes you feel any better, I haven't worked on the lyrics at all. So my game plan is: I got a flight this weekend, and I am going to subject myself, which is actually an experiment in terror, but like four straight hours of nothing but army of freshmen songs. But you know what? You have a you have a kind of a nice out in that no matter how much you practice, you're okay. gonna fuck the lyrics up anyway. So it kind of doesn't matter. Unfortunately, there's truth to that, Dan. <laughs> um, I actually did. I'm gonna really, blow things too. I did really good in the UK, though. I really did my homework, man. I, I really studied the lyrics, and I felt really good about uh, lyrics over in the UK. I tried to not do my old, just whatever, you know. Just hold the mic out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Can't do that when everybody in the crowd is old and nobody knows the lyrics. So that will be my curse. Yep. That, but I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be cool. I'm excited to see Mike, man. Mike's going to be flying out next week. I haven't week. seen him since February. Spend some time with him. Hopefully it's a fun night. I just want a good vibe. I hope it's we have a lot fun. of our old friends there and we're all just having a great night. I hope it's a special night with a lot of a lot of love in the house. I, I, I believe it will, you know. Um, so we will get to that hint as to who the special guest is. But I'm telling you, man, I am excited about this guest. Uh, I think fans of our band and uh, people who were fans of the bands that were happening, if you will, yep. when you and I were really active, will be excited about this special guest, too. And it means a lot because it is an artist who we listen to in the van a lot. You know, yes. it wasn't a necessarily a, ma- a massive artist. Yeah, that would be false for me to say that. But is it somebody that we were a fan of that we still listen to that was definitely on the rotation a lot in the van? Absolutely. And, and it's cool. We enjoyed the shit out of that band. We can definitely say that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dan, um, that's that's what's happening. We're getting ready for the big show next weekend. Um, but let's let, let's talk about what's happening in your world. Talk to me. How you been? It, it has been a while. This fall, for whatever reason, is incredibly busy. I actually had more time in the summer. Something about like October and September have just been insane. Like the next couple of weeks of my life are just so busy, running around like crazy. Are you in the same boat? I mean, so you got the steady job now, a school back hardcore in session. Does that make your life a little busier or is it a little more formatted? It, you know, it used to before I had this job. My last job was insane the month leading up to school and the month that school started. But because I don't work in classrooms anymore, mm-hmm. it's kind of just the same. I mean, I'm still busy. I'm still doing stuff. Would you say you're classless? I'm class. I've always been classless, J-Man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been That's busy. Like real lowbrow, dirty talk. Like, <laughs> tell me about you, baby. I've always been class. <laughs> I've never had class. <laughs> class. I've never had it. <laughs> That's not, hey man. If you read a biography, we got a lot of slogans. Yeah, I would, for my book, I, I would buy. That's not bad for the Fresh Talk's new slogan. Class. We've never we've had. never had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, things have been good. I mean, uh, as you know, it's now fall, mm. so the weather's starting to change, which I enjoy. Um, people getting sick. I know a lot of people that are battling colds right a now. A lot of people are getting sick. It's been going around my office as well. What I actually, the hell's up with that? But like, it's, it's, it, we're at the beginning of flu season already. I just Southern got my California, flu shot. California, man. Well, I mean, we have nice weather. We don't have freedom from sickness. Mm, that's true. We are still uh, subjects of the oligarch president that we have. So, Ooh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to get our first uh, California is going to get our first rain of what they call rain season in California. Yeah. I actually look this up. Apparently from October to March, 
or actually I think it's uh, April in California or Ventura County is what we call rain season. We don't want to give the listener the wrong impression. It actually still barely rains. Yeah. So what that means? Yeah. What does that mean? Rain season means they're going to say it's going to rain, and by the time it gets to Ventura, it sprinkles, and we don't get any rain. Sure. That's rain season. So yeah, we're not expecting a lot of rain, but ultimately it still is rain season. We're getting some rain tomorrow. So I haven't seen rain in quite a while. No, no. I honestly I can't remember. Actually, the last time I think it rained here was right after the fires, about a month after the fires that happened just over a year ago. And we were in a panic. We're like, shit, we live by a hillside, everything's burnt. I remember that. Let's pack up the cars and be ready. That's the last time it rained here. It was when the uh, horrible mudslides happened in Montecito Montecito. that we discussed. Um, And those people, what, nine people lost their lives because rain came in and it literally just hung out over the town of Montecito and it had already had all the fire damage and all the the, the brush being burnt out and then the mudslide just happened because literally a pocket of rain just got kind of stuck over this town. Right over Montecito. Yeah, that was horrible. Especially after the fire. Man, we had some horrible stuff happen. But when I talk to people, especially back home, and I was actually traveling this past weekend. I was in New York City. And damn, let me tell you, Dan, the weather around the United States essentially blows. We still live in heaven here. Yeah. The weather here is great. They had such a terrible summer. My parents were explaining to me that basically it would be humid and sticky and nasty and then rain. And then be humid, yeah. sticky, and nasty, and then rain. They saw no beautiful summer days. And now they said fall's coming and everything's just getting gray and nasty. Yeah. Like, I, I was lucky enough this past Saturday to have a real nice end of summer day. But it's still not even fall yet. And we're, we're into October. It's, it's, it's just weird out there what's happening with all that global warming. I know we discuss that a lot. But when I wake up here and it's a beautiful sunny day, I really, the older I get, the more I am thankful to yeah. live in a place like this. And it's nice. I mean, it was humid. It was more humid here this summer than I ever remember it being, but nothing like more the East humid Coast. than a humid. <laughs> into Rob Zombie, are we? I don't know where that came from, but I'm actually stoked on it. <laughs> more humid. Okay. So we've got, at the end of the day, we've got, what did you say? What was the first one? I don't remember. Oh, I already, I already lost it. Yeah. And more humid than humid. Pretty, that's pretty good, though. That's, a, that's funny, kind of a funny parody. Oh, humid, then humid. If you're into Rob Zombie. If you're into Rob Zombie. <laughs> well, aren't we all? So, so what, what's, what's been going on with you, man? You were in New York? Yeah, I was. Um, I have been, uh, I've mentioned this, I think, a little bit. I got this part-time gig. Um, and I don't know how long it's going to last, to be completely frank. It's kind of just like a little temp thing. All oh, I'm, I'm Dan, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> man, we're full of them today, huh? <laughs> a little they must build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of shitty jokes coming at you. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, doing publicity for a boxing promotion company. Uh-huh. So that's obviously my world. I love boxing. I love music. I love movies. So it's a good fit for me. been doing some publicity for them, and they had an event in uh, New York this weekend and oddly enough if you can believe this they had an event in the homeland of your people this weekend in Kentucky so I'm actually going out to Kentucky this weekend which is a little problematic because the show is coming up and I want to kind of focus on that but the good news is a lot of the stuff that I have to do in terms of bothering people with phone calls and texts and emails and if you're my friend and you live in Ventura County you will certainly get one of the following three (laughs) phone call text or email inviting you to the show I can kind of do that from wherever which is nice you know what I mean it's not like the old days we were talking about before the podcast started flyering where you'd have to spend multiple nights going to different businesses and putting up flyers. I mean, I did do a couple local businesses that support us or we're friends with. So there's a couple posters around town. But to go old school like you and I used to do. This is how long we've been doing this. Yeah. You couldn't even text me to say flyer on. You would send out an email because texting wasn't a thing yet. 
Wow. You That's true. would call and be like, let's do fly run. Uh-huh. I got and school tomorrow, Jay, man. Correctly, we're way uh, ahead of time in terms of we would make tiny little flyers that would fit in the slits of a locker. Yeah. And we would go to the high schools, the two high schools in town. <laughs> yes. Sometimes the three high schools. Sometimes we go to we the tried. high school. We tried St. Bonaventure. Yeah. No, I think we did it. We this did it. is almost before like the school shooting craze where like, you know, weirdos could actually kind of go on a high school campus on off hours and we would stuff all the lockers with flyers. Yep. And in some ways it would kind of work. I mean, hundreds, Dan, hundreds of lockers, not like a couple. We would go nuts and we, that's what we were kids. We were teenagers. We, you guys were in college Yep. Out at the local community college and we would go to the high schools and I mean, we would work so hard to promote our local shows like nobody nobody since in this town in my opinion ever worked harder in terms of we were masters <laughs> of, of littering run. <laughs> yeah it was littering essentially <laughs> we would go down the main strip of the college and and staple up posters on all the telephone poles yep. we do the kiosk in college and i mean i could still totally do that i could still technically next week go and put up posters at the college but the catch is Anyone going to school no cares. has no idea who we are. I mean, right. that name is just, it would literally be hieroglyphics. Like, who the hell is that? So, for to get the one person that maybe 100 telephone poles would require, I don't think it's worth the time. I think time's better spent calling and texting yeah, old friends definitely. who know who I am. So, you know, again, but part of me wants to do all that stuff because we used to do that. That's what we did. Um, but it just doesn't work anymore. It's not how it used to be. People don't look in the window to see a poster for a show and say, I need to go to that show. You get your information on social media, get your yeah, information online. Which just makes more sense. Or if there's a personal connection, you get like a text, you know. And again, since I don't do that much anymore, like I used to annoy the shit out of people. All you motherfuckers that are listening to this that know me, you're still getting one. You're still, you know, you will be assaulted for this one. All I, all I'm I don't say care. is you better, you better hope you're in that person's address book when you call them because when number comes in without a name attached, I'm like, nope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll be sure to bother Dan multiple times, <laughs> and you you'll know. still get the nope. <laughs> totally. Dan was Dan was into getting rid of spam before there was a name for spam. That's true. He was contact even friends and family. He'd be like, "This is too much information." Spammer. <laughs> like I get a text about a show. I'm like, I didn't ask. For for this yeah exactly i didn't exactly. sign up on your test text spam list totally. and that's what's crazy now i mean even email lists are i mean certainly they still work and honestly they've kind of they've they've made a resurgence actually they've made a resurgence because it's it actually gets to the person right. and the person can kind of judge whether or not they want to look at it yep. you and i long ago lost the army of freshman email list history has not figured out exactly where it left and died it exists in some capacity, but the damn thing is so old. And one of my biggest regrets, Dan, on, on, I mean this in terms of the band, is the fact that we let that slip away. Yeah. Wherever it went, wherever it died, we had a, such an amazingly... It was a massive list. Massive list for an independent band. And honestly, let's be honest, that only would have grew. Even though we slowed down, we would still... We, to this day, we could still be collecting names. And then when an event like this yeah. happens, we could be notifying... For the listener, you have to understand, we didn't have like a hundred, couple hundred on the list. We didn't have a couple thousand. This was like 10,000. Yeah, we were crazy. And was what makes it even epic. more impressive is that this was done in a time when, like before Web 2.0, when online email signups, 
were around, but not commonplace. And maybe I could have coded one, but like I just never did. We were People always on the road. We're actually this writing. Handwritten, handwritten at shows at the merch table. And we would type them in to the shitty laptop that we bought off of a friend's uncle for 500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And, it was and terrible upload because, this list. Yeah, I remember that it distinctly. Because when we bought that, there was a weird like deal where he was willing to sell us a laptop really cheap as long as we were willing to take a few minutes watching him expose himself. And I mean, we would have done that for free. We do. We drew straws, and <laughs> Owen got it, and he's never been the same. You know? I think Owen rigged that contest. <laughs> he wanted the short straw. If you get my drift, <laughs> totally, man. Uh, I mean, for <laughs> for eternity, he'll always remember what Uncle Wang's. Oh, I messed that up. I wanted to say Uncle Chang's Wang. Uncle Wang's. Uncle Those Wang. are the wings we used to eat in Japan. Uncle Tom's cabin. <laughs> that was a good song from Warrant. But Warren, they, Warren Zevon. <laughs> Warrant Zevon. <laughs> what the worst cover band of all time. Warrant. They only play Warrant and Warren Zevon songs. We are Warrant or, Zevon. Warrant in the style of Warren Zevon. Uh huh. Yeah. Dun, 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 no one would ever get that. She's my cherry pie. cherry pie. That's a, a very obscure, like, musician's joke that no one would appreciate. It's so clever, though. Hopefully somebody somewhere years from now hears that joke on this podcast and is just... Hopefully a, Zeke listens to it or Kyle get it. But Yeah, yeah, Kyle would get it. Kyle would get it. That's true. Um, so, yeah, it's just a different time in terms of promoting. And that's yeah. kind of what, like, right now I was telling you uh, before we started the podcast. I'm just getting my head back around is you have to... You can't just have a show. You have to let people know it exists. And that goes without saying. But now you have to pull them to water. In the old days, you could say, hey, everybody, we've got water down here. And enough people would trickle down to check out the water. Now it's like you have to grab them by a headlock, drag them screaming away from Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, freaking Amazon Prime, uh, Netflix, whatever things now. take Pluto TV, Crunchyroll. All of that stuff, sushi, whatever is taking people's attention now. And there are so many avenues. When we started this band, we've talked about how things have changed a lot on this podcast. I don't want to rehash it. But but Dan, there would be people that didn't have anything to do. Everybody's got something to do now. When you talk to people, everybody, even kids, everybody's got, I got to do this. We, back in the day, would be like, Seth Lacaucus, what are you doing this weekend? The old answer was nothing. Nothing. Because that was true. Nothing's going on. Because we were 19. Exactly. I mean, the internet was not in its infancy, but in many ways, social media didn't exist. So there was no way to make those type of connections. You knew less people. You were aware of what people were doing less. I mean, it was just kind of a different, different world, you know? Yeah. And if you didn't get somebody on the phone, we've talked about this before, maybe not on the show, but if you weren't home, you were unavailable. Unavailable. Like, and if you didn't have a message machine... The phone just rang, and you like you couldn't get a hold of somebody. You could just that I'm listening to that, and my mind is kind of exploding, knowing how you and I are right now with both our cell phones by our hand. You know, I've got like three of them. Yeah, like like you know, we're we're at the leash. We're at the leash to work. We're at the leash to relationships. Yeah. We're at the leash to our parents. And now you see a missed call from your parents, like oh my god, someone's dead. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, like that's crazy. Back in the day. You could be gone. Mom wouldn't panic if she couldn't get a hold of you. Yeah, you your call, girlfriend. You call when you get to a payphone in London when the plane lands, and you don't talk to him for two more weeks when you're on your way back. Oh my god! And it was amazing. <laughs> it was the best. Now it's like you have to be in a constant state of like you know like it's really weird, man. And I mean, I guess it's good because there's less kidnappings, you know, and like people disappear a whole lot less than they used to, which is a good thing, right? I mean, think back back in the day. How many, I mean, we've even discussed this on the podcast. 
dude, like the idea of like 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 uh, kidnapping and shit, like it has been reduced so dramatically because it's like, take this out of my pocket, nine one one, some creepy old man's chasing me with a hard on. Okay, probably not going to do a lot of. Never mind. <laughs> Who could you call back in the day to report that? You run. You would have. You would you have to run, run. Run to a payphone. Even I, I, how did payphones work? Could you get nine one one? Oh yeah. Of course. 911 That was free. Phone. Yes. That was still free. Please insert 20 cents. Yeah, but at that point, the guy with the hard on smashing up against the phone booth, and maybe you have to get his hard on jammed in the, the, the door that doesn't fit right, and it's a big <laughs> wing, and I mean, all fucking crazy shit can happen. Now it's just like literally somebody starts chasing you. You can just hold up a phone and say, yo, dude, you know, again, I'm not talking about knife point or gun point, but things have changed a lot. Like people are not. They're safer. Well, I mean, how many stories did you hear about women getting chased by weirdos in cars and following them home? That shit's done. It's not, though. We know about it more. It's not done. It is definitely reduced. But things Dan's have... commenting on this because he actually still does it. I do it all the time. I chase women home all the time. That's why I know where you live, Jamie. <laughs> you chase them to yard house. But, I mean... W- but things, things are definitely better, especially with the advent of technology. And there's cameras everywhere now, even though, though we're not as crazy as, like, big cities like New York and Los Angeles and London that have closed yeah. circuit everywhere. It's still better. That psycho that killed so many in Ventura was on camera the whole time leading up to the murder. He was. And yeah. that's, that's why it's such a big problem is that nobody responded. But Exactly. There's cameras everywhere, dude. Yeah, people know what you're doing. I mean, nothing's secret. And anymore. now, even with... I mean, they added this a couple of revisions ago with iOS on, on iPhones. If you... What was it? You press the power button five times and it calls nine one one and alerts your SOS contact. But now, if you just hold whoa, the button whoa, are down, you serious? yeah, like I that's ha- I don't have that, do I? You probably don't test it now, but yeah, Jesus you probably Christ, do. I hold the power button down all the time. Am I calling nine one one left and right? No, no, because it props up a thing like power down, reset, or SOS. But you probably aren't updated to the latest version anyway. Oh yeah, Christ. you hold it down and, and I'm it's an for call. I mean, I butt dial everybody. I'll be calling nine one one every two seconds, dude. Oh, it's J-Man. It's J-Man's ass again. again. Yeah, yeah, totally. No one chasing me with a heart on today. You know? (laughs) Damn it. Send someone. (laughs) Sarah knows where the the mailing list went. Uh, Where? She's got a little dig for you. Says it got left with the Japan tour log that you promised years ago. Oh, my God. That's old school. It is old school. Old school. Dude, I did start that Japan tour log. I mean, I got halfway through it, but it what, never 2003? finished. 2003? God, that was lo- like blogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's not just like an Instagram picture. Show was awesome last night. Thank you for coming. It's like, let me write a five-chapter story of last night's show. I mean, oh God, what a different world. That's just punchline. Yeah, punchline. Man, they do a good job. <laughs> they, of they're great at socials. Yeah, they did like their first tour in years and years and years yeah, yeah. in the states. Good Doing really well, dude. Want to hear something crazy? Um, I, I somebody said, dude, Kai and John went to see Punchline last night. Yeah, and I was like really offended because I'm like, how come neither of those guys called me? I, if Punchline's playing in LA, I don't care what night of the week it is, I will go see Punchline. I was like honestly kind of upset for a second. Like, how could no one tell me this? I would told it just to support them. Sure, because I knew it was like an old school indie tour, and I thought it was awesome that they were doing that. Yeah, they went out on an old school indie tour to play for what fans they had, and, uh, and then I found out it was down in San Diego. Exactly, and I felt a lot better. I felt a lot better because my thought my process was basically like okay three and a half hours that's a lot different than than an hour yeah and so i totally would have gone to see them in la i'm bummed that they didn't play a show that surprised they didn't the tour went to la i guess they had to go to a wedding Uh or something that's the wedding in la 
or, or close by. So they played Chain Reaction and they uh-huh. played in San Diego. And that's just Chain Reaction for you and I. I mean, okay, we can still do and it. I'm not going on a Thursday. That's tough. Well, I mean, you couldn't even make it. Nah. Like if you got I up. could, but I'd be a dude, mess. think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Weekday Dan. Everybody remembers yeah, that everybody episode. Is. Dan on the weekday versus Dan on the weekend. is here a now, aren't I? different creature. It's a weekday. It's Jekyll and Hyde, man. Totally. And that's Hyde spelled H-I-D-E. No, it's the same. I don't leave the house on weekends either. <laughs> I was making another bad pun. I know. It was terrible. About butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, pound for pound, this could be some of the all-time worst jokes that we've ever told, but there's a lot of them. And the good there's, news is they're documented on the internet forever. Yeah, there's a lot of there's, them. <laughs> we're making it up in volume. Totally. We're making up for that that month off. Yeah, and, and Dan, I don't even know like where the month went. I remember like I would look at the it's week. It's October. I'd look at the week and be like, okay, I gotta hit up Dan and we gotta try and rock a pod. But then like eight things would happen that week and yeah. it was just like, okay, it's not realistic, you know? And then again, you and I have, we've always been star-crossed lovers because time schedule, we're just so different yeah i tend to have a lot of windows open during the day and you have none none and you have a lot of time open at night and i you have a lot of stuff going on at night it's right. just it's just a flip thing we're just on those different schedules it makes the podcast it's sometimes difficult for us to pull off like had we if we're on opposites if we're on the same schedule we could probably almost lock in a time in a weird way we could probably almost say like yo every wednesday noon we rock the cast, yeah. which would be great to do to have a set time for people. But be awesome. it's just not in the cards for us. It's it's hard for us to even just continue to do it. But we do. I don't know why. No one listens. Just kidding. We love you guys. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. You gave me some numbers recently. I was like, wait, you sure? Yeah, I know. Because they were actually kind of good. I know. I was really surprised. It's weird. And dude, so thank you, I want to give a shout out. This is a really random episode. We're just, you imagine you're a friend. You're sitting with us. We're bullshitting. We're not. Because that's what's happening. We're not tackling anything heavy. <laughs> Good news. There's plenty of heavy things to tackle. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was hoping you're going to come with another bad quip, but you know. sorry, I went to I went to political in my head, so okay. I just got depressed. Where? What movie is this song from? Heavy, heavy, duty, duty brings out the beauty in my soul. That's from a movie. Yes, and it's not the bet. No. I have no idea. Yes, you do. You've seen it. That doesn't mean I know what it is. What if I <clears throat> use the word mockumentary? Okay, I mean, there's several of those. Isn't a mighty wind? It's Spinal Tap. It's oh. one of the songs Spinal Tap plays. Oh, it's not like the ones that. It's not like Sex Farm. It's not the big hit. Yeah, well, I probably would have known Sex Farm. Here's the thing with me and Spinal Tap. I haven't seen it a whole lot, like everybody else has, which I know is sort of. Uh, it's a perfect movie. It I is was actually movie. discussing it with my dad the other day. Oddly enough. Dan, that movie is literally scene for scene, word for word, a completely perfect comedy. It is so spot on, and they nail that so perfectly, it's almost hard to believe. Yeah. Everything about it. They really did. It's a masterpiece. And it kind of kicked off that genre. There were mockumentaries before that. Not like this, though. That was it's, it, and it still holds up. It's still perfect. It's not, it, it, it aged so well, even though it's set in 80s heavy metal. If you're listening to this and you've never seen Spinal Tap, it's probably one of the funnier movies ever made. And if you have any understanding of music, it's all the funnier. But you don't yeah. have to have it to appreciate the movie because it's still. I was actually having this conversation a week ago mm. with my friend Ted. It, we were talking about mockumentaries, and I was like, "Oh, it's like Spinal Tap." He's like, "Oh, this is Spinal Tap." And I was like, "Well, you probably, you know, you're a musician." I was like, "No, yes, yes, it's yeah. funnier if you do, but you don't yeah. have to be. It's still amazing. It's perfect. Yeah, even with all the other mockumentaries that he did, Christopher Guest, that is, they're all great. But Tap is the masterpiece mm. 
I mean, there's what? Waiting for Guffman. Best in Show. Best in Show's good. That's very funny. Um, and there was one that really just didn't blow me away. A Mighty Wind. A Mighty Wind was really cool because it was very educated on that folk scene from which the Which is 60s, right up your alley. Which I love. I mean, literally. I mean, if you know folk music, A Mighty Wind, literally every character in that, I could tell you who they're essentially mocking. Mm. I just didn't think it was super funny. It right. was almost just like a great... Folk film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was folked. Um, but uh, what was the other one that was after that? I'm missing one. I'm missing one. Best in show. There was another one. I guess we could look it up really I'll easy. And internet. it was the one that didn't blow me away, I guess is what I'm saying. There was one that like was like, uh, it just it just didn't hit. What do you got there, <clears> man? Christopher Guest, mockumentaries. What a talented man he is. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, and the, the five-fingered man. Oh, it's brilliant. Carl Rubin. What you got? What you got there, Dan? Uh, well, they only have four listed missed? on his Wikipedia. Well, that's what what he's known for. Keep keep cruising down there. See what you got. Uh uh uh. That's it. You need to go up. You need to go up. No, I'm looking for like mockumentaries. This is real dead air for a listener right now. Yeah, it's um, anyway, if you haven't seen this is great radio, if you haven't seen Christopher Guest or any of his mockumentaries, <clears throat> oh, it was for your consideration. That's the one that we're forgetting about about the Oscars. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I saw that one. Maybe that's why I don't remember it. Dan, it's just not, it didn't stay with me as no. much as Tap does. Waiting for Guffman's great, Best in Show's good, Mighty Wind's okay. I just I think it was almost a little too because those guys are actors and they understand that world of the sure. awards and stuff. I think I almost kind of think that was Christopher. Guest his little f you to the Oscars for like not necessarily ever acknowledging oh, these I amazing think so. comedies that he made. You know that was his kind of like send up of it. You know, but man, I do love those movies. And if you haven't seen them, those Christopher Guest films are incredible. They're fabulous. Speaking of comedy, just announced today. Danny McBride has been given yet another show on HBO. If you listen to this podcast, you know that Dan and I are unabashed, eastbound down, Kenny Power maniacs. Big ass titties. So good. Not from eastbound and down. No. Nonetheless, same sentiment. <laughs> same character, um, basically. Then, I didn't love Vice Principals. It just didn't capture me. I liked I'm it. Glad I, liked I didn't it. start it then. You never seen it? No, I never watched oh, it. Oh, Dan, you'll get some comedy. You will absolutely get some comedy. But it just seems here's like my it's f- trying to be eastbound and down. Here's so here's my fear, and I think you just I think you just confirmed it. And tell me if I'm wrong. I'm just gonna want it to You're be eastbound wrong. and down the entire time I watch it, and it won't be. And I'll be like, man, this is fine, but it's not eastbound and down. You and that's are one hundred percent absolutely correct. You hit the nail on the head. You watch it, and all you wanna be is Kenny uh, fucking. Pat- yeah, you want you want powers. Okay, but listen, HBO has announced that there's going to be a new 30-minute comedy series done by the people that did Eastbound and Down. So Danny McBride's one of the writers. He'll also be in it. And on top of it, you ready who's going to be in it? John Goodman. Ooh. And he's great in everything. So John oh, Goodman, Danny McBride are going to be in this new HBO show. And one of the guys from... Uh, uh, what's that show that you loved about the nerds and the dot com industry on HBO? You loved it. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Oh, one fuck, of the, it's so good. One of the guys in Silicon Valley, Danny McBride and John Goodman, are going to be in a new show called The Righteous Gemstones, and it's about a televangelist family. <laughs> That's got good written all over it, right? Like, doesn't that sound like it could be incredible? What's the Steve Martin movie where he kind of did that same thing? Oh, God, Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith. That's a yes. good movie, That's a great man. Movie. 
You know, I haven't seen Leap of Faith in a long time. I well, should have saw that. it the one time, probably in the nineties. But I it was saw, a good, dude, it was I a saw good film. It in the theater, dog. Did you really? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. I have a distinct memory. But look at this picture. Look at Danny McBride. <laughs> Come on, right? Isn't that going to be great? That will be fabulous. Yeah. So I'm excited that there's going to be a new Danny no, that's McBride. Not the, that's uh, the guy from. That's the guy from. Wait, are you telling me that's not Danny McBride? No, 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 no. That is the guy from Workaholics, not from Silicon Valley. Oh, but that's Danny McBride. Yeah, but I'm talking about this guy. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. No, I workaholics, not Silicon But you like Workaholics too, right? I never... I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I didn't watch a lot of it. Okay. And it was funny and I was like, I should watch more of this. And it's just one of those things that I never did. Understood. Understood. Too busy watching Ozark season two. Okay, listen. Oh, let's talk Ozarks really quick. Oh, yeah. Guess who started Ozarks? Who started it? This guy. Um, I'm only two episodes in. Here's my problem with Ozarks. I may have shared this with you. I fear that every week on Ozarks, I will just basically watch Jason Bateman try and not get killed from some new entity. I feel like the entire pattern of the show will be like, someone wants to kill me. How do I stop them this week? Someone wants to kill me. How do I stop them this week? I feel like it could get repetitive based off of that. That settles down a little bit. Okay. Until season two. And then people want to kill him again. No, no, no. So the story arc evolves. And once they introduce all the characters that you're going to have to be like, is this try person trying to kill Jason Bateman? Okay. Yes or no. Then the shit happens. But I will say. I like the show could be called Let's Kill Jason Bateman in the Ozarks. I did read more than one article that said he sh- should die. Okay. Not Jason Bateman. His character. Okay. Love Jason Bateman. Um Season two is wonderful. Also, I feel like season one was a little better. Okay. Um, but that's definitely got a buzz. I mean, that's like, a gra- it's a great people show. People have come to me and said, oh, you gotta watch it's that. It's one of the better shows out Dude, there for I'm sure. i tell you though, man, Dan, that first episode was so depressing. It was so, Dan, it was, it was so good. But it was fuck, so, it was good. It was so dark. I'm going to be honest with you. It kind of bummed me the fuck out, dude. I can only take so much darkness. Like, the dude's wife is cheating on him, like, hardcore. She's also cheating on him with an older guy. She doesn't even give a shit about him. It's not even, like, a one-night stand. It's like, I am having a full-fledged affair with some old man. I don't like you, right? Yeah. His kids are being a fucking pain in the ass. He fucking has business partners that are douchers. He's clearly doing some illegal shit. I do like how they suddenly reveal that he's doing illegal shit. Because the first 15 minutes, yeah, you just like think this guy's... Switch that flips and you're like, what the fuck? Whoa, shit's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Um, and then people are trying to sleep, trying to take his money and kill him, and it was just sad. Like I felt bad for the the Bateman character, even though at some point in this character's life he clearly made the decision Absolutely. to engage in illegal activity. But damn, dude, it was just kind of dark. I mean, maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind, but maybe I be careful with that shit sometimes. I mean, when I watch stuff that's too sad and too dark, it can really kind of jack me up. Well, and the thing that I think he's kept- real emotional jamming. You know what that's from? Mm-hmm. Bobby Con- Fresh Rock. Bonnie, Bobby Connor would. That's a play on a, a Randy Newman song. One of his best songs ever. Real emotional girl. You ever heard that? Dan, I, I might have heard it's, it, but it there's a lot around it anywhere and I haven't heard just because his you catalog, would love his catalog is so deep. Him. He's so you, though. He's so oh, cynical. And, yeah. There's, but like, if you haven't heard everything, you would there'd be gems left and right that you would dig. Real Emotional Girl is one of his most beautiful ballads, and considering he's arguably one of the best ballad writers of all time, True. that's saying something. It is a top three ballad. Our old friend, Fourth Ave Mandy. Oh, how is Fourth Ave Mandy? Of course. Uh, she lives in New York. I think she's like, has a grip on Blue Bloods or something on like Fourth that. Fourth Avenue. She's still Fourth Ave Mandy? Fourth Ave Mandy. That's what I call her. It's certainly not her name. Um, <laughs> I hear from her like once every 10 oh, her years. Her name's Mandy. She is a wonderful person, a really smart girl. I'd love to catch up with her and just see how she's doing in her life. I, I kind of assure you she doesn't listen to this. Um, but with that said, we had a friend. Her name is Fourth Ave Mandy. 
I encouraged her to listen to Randy Newman once. And literally, she heard that song and said, in three minutes, that song literally encompassed my entire life. And she was like, I'm not even going to say I like the rest of the record. But she was literally told me, it's a true story. I'm remembering it now. But she's like, I literally wept after I heard it. Because in one song, Hmm. a stranger, a songwriter literally just... Just wrote my life mm. in three minutes. Oh, real emotional girl. Beautiful song. God, it's so good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. You know, he's a huge uh, Randy Newman fan. I know we're all over the place, but it's fun. Uh, Bobby Connor. I believe that. Our Bobby's tour manager. Bobby's a smart dude. Yeah, smart guy. He's a big Newman fan. He like has really gotten into him heavy, which is freaking great, you know? I wouldn't... I mean, I would have expected that, but I still kind of didn't expect you to say that. Does that make sense? Like, now that you've said it, I'm like, of course Bobby likes Randy Newman. Every, I mean... Yeah, because he has really eclectic, eclectic, and very Bobby, broad tastes. Bobby had good taste in music. Yeah, he really did. He was he was into some really good stuff. You know, um, he's a big uh, big wig with Live Nation in the Midwest. I now. know it's crazy. He like runs like venues, he runs and huge shit. shows, and he was like the guy that was like uh, like a Live Nation rep for like a Jimmy Buffett Eagles concert dance at a ballpark. Jesus, he sent me a picture of like the buses, and it was like, um. Okay, is that a bus store? Like, you can't have that many <laughs> is the bus buses. <laughs> you know, it's like, what is this fucking warp tour? Like, why are there 50 buses? But you're talking about two of the biggest concert earners in the world yeah. mm-hmm. together at a ballpark. Can you imagine the old fucks at that show? I mean, like, that entire crowd probably looked like my dad and your dad. <laughs> like, literally, you could just sprin- yeah. sprinkle pixie dust and yeah. it would be fucking 20,000 Turner and Mr. J's. That's about right. Yeah. So we're getting a Buffett? Not really. Yeah, it's a bit of an acquired taste. I think you got to go to one or two of his shows and get the environment well, to get it. And that's know? what um, your significance said to me a long time ago when we used to work together. You know, she was telling me about how much fun it was to go to a show. It was all about like the, the experience and the yeah. tailgating almost. It really was, yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, I can party anywhere. Like, do I got to spend a shit little money and listen to Buffett singing about Margarita? Like, True. I can have fun anytime. He reinvented himself, though. The early Buffett, the, er- the first couple early uh, Buffett records, and Phil Cody actually, oddly enough, would attest to this. He was a real good songwriter. Hmm. He was a good songwriter. Was, you know, kind of country, folky, 70s singer-songwriter stuff. Had a little bit of the island flair, but he was a good writer, you know? And then when the Margaritaville thing happened, <laughs> fuck it. Progressively, every decade, he got deeper into it to the point now where he is literally a cartoon character. Yeah, he's a cartoon character, but he started as an honest to goodness, good quality singer songwriter. And he also built an empire, so I mean, empire. can't really fault him. But he went with it, like when that ball, because it slowly kind of built. Like he got bigger every decade. Well, little known fact, Jimmy Buffett and Warren Buffett are actually related, and that's how he got to business. I'm totally bullshitting you. That's not true at all. I thought they were distant cousins. I mean, they might be. I don't know. I was just off the cuff in it right now. No, I dude, I think you off the cuff and it actually I off the cuff of truth. Yeah, the, the cuff of truth. <laughs> dude, well, we I got an know. episode title. I don't, dude, that is good, dude. That is really good. I know. I, you know, I was trying to think um, uh, what that is good for. And that's an episode title. Our Warren. <laughs> that's all it's good Buffett, for. And number one thing, when you write in our Warren and it says our Warren Buffett and Jimmy Buffett related. You ready? Survey says. Dun, 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 oh. It looks like it could be Warren Buffett and Jimmy Buffett took a DNA test to see if they're related. And God, that's how big he is. He can just hang out with Warren Buffett and take oh, a freaking yeah. DNA test. 
Okay. Warren Buffett also is kind of a circumspect guy for how rich and famous he is. And, and Buffett is so rich, dude. Oh, my God. Okay. They are not related. They took a 23andMe test. They are not related. However. Good. So my lie was still a lie. Uh, Warren Buffett is estimated nearly. Uh, guess how much money? Warren Buffett? Yeah. What the, I didn't even know. This, this is fucked up. Go ahead. Take a guess. Uh, he's in the billions. Yeah. Roughly, this says article from a couple months ago. Who knows? These articles are totally off, by the way. Like, do you ever no, look up, like, you know, how rich is so-and-so? I know a couple <clears throat> people personally that I am friends with that are, like, on that list, like, minor celebs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, it's not even close. You know, like, I, I don't even have You know close. how I know it's wrong? It's because I looked at how much uh, is Dan Clark worth, and it wasn't negative, and I knew it was wrong. <laughs> That's bullshit. I got a buddy, on a boxer who's on there. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it was like, it was like... He's like, in my wildest dreams, I would be worth the numbers that they come. They just arbitrarily like factor stuff in. Yeah. Like, you got X amount of dollars for this fight. And the guy's like, and then the lawyer took a cut. Yep. And then the promoter took a cut. And then the manager took a cut. And, and then the trainer. And then the assistant trainer. And then the state of Nevada. And then I got this. Taxes. So they're just taking the number that they read, not what right. I got. Anyway, $83 billion, this article Ooh. says. Doesn't even make sense. Buffett worth an estimated. This is fucked up, Dan. This was a guy who was a 70s. Early 70s beach bomb. Literally had no money whatsoever. Was a failed Nashville artist on an indie label. The label shelved his second record because they only sold 400 copies of the first one and said we're never releasing the second. He had nothing. Decided to go basically get lost in Key West for a year. Took an expired credit card back in the day before there was... When you could still do that. When you could do that. Because they had to do the thing. and 100% like, dude. That's yeah. exactly what he did Carbon with an copy. expired credit card. Rented a car, headed down to uh, Key West, and basically just set up shop and reinvented himself as Jimmy Buffett, right? Now, given that empire that he has built, worth an estimated $550 million as of 2016. Damn. Damn. I wonder if he paid back that paid back that back credit card debt. You know he didn't. No, of course not. Dude, I mean half a billion dollars because you wrote and you basically encourage drinking boozing i mean he's got restaurants there's a lot of them he's got fast food chains he's got food products i mean it's wild well and who knows what else he's invested into i mean he he might be silent partners and a bunch of shit like who knows it's crazy huh yeah some of the money that's out there like it's just like this world is it's really coming down to that one percent and everybody else and it's i feel the top one percent of the one percent gets more i feel like every day that gap only becomes more intense absolutely and there have been a lot of people beating that drum for a very long time especially recently about jeff bezos who's the founder and ceo of amazon but today did you see today what he did i don't know who that is but go ahead jeff bezos the founder and ceo of amazon.com the yeah. biggest online retailer in the world next to the one in china whose name is escaping me second time you've told me <clears throat> go ahead what has this mr bezos? jeff bezos the founder and ceo of amazon.com first um, off bezos sounds like a bad guy on the original Battlestar galactica oh no captain bezos has arrived well he did found uh, a rocket company as well that competes directly with elon musk's spacex program really? so he is kind of a galactic dude that way would you say he's a rocket man a fucking rock and roll. <laughs> uh, full circle back to Bobby Connor. Um, he raised, he said, 
when Bobby's on, he's on. <laughs> he's so His good. comedy isn't always on. Yeah. But when he he's like, you know, he's like a real quick, this is Bobby Connors comedy. He's like a power hitter. He's never going to yeah. give you a walk-off single. He's never going to hit a little <laughs> bunt. He's going to strike out nine out of ten times. But the tenth time will be the farthest ball ever hit, and it'll be the play of the night on ESPN. He's like a Babe Ruth. And he's that's how you get the, the Boobara Triple O shirt, Triple Zero shirt. Like, that's One exactly of his finest it. moments. Yep. His moments are iconic. Agree. You know? Uh, Agree. We got to yeah. get him back on. Yeah, what a funny guy. He definitely, <laughs> when, he, when he makes me laugh, he makes me laugh. He did a real kind of I don't even want to say it but he would be so funny behind that wheel sometimes when we were driving and he was cracking up late at night oh my god dude that night then him and I were going back annoying all you guys singing to the bad demos do you remember that that, that god, our which manager time? sent us a song called I'm Broke <clears throat> oh yeah oh no I totally remember that song <laughs> and Bobby and I lost our minds and just started riffing off I'm Broke and you guys in the back were like shut the fuck up <laughs> and then Bob just like Spoonie I just think you're sad because, and then Dan, I, I knew it. Bobby and I locked eyes <laughs> because you're broke, you're broke, you're absolutely broke. That was the chorus. And I'm sad because I'm running out of all my smokes. The song literally, course was about I'm broke and now I'm running out of smokes. We had a lot of fun listening to those <laughs> bad demos, dude. Well, that guy, if you remember, had several on that same demo he had two you're thinking about the third guy who had the famous me and boobsy went down to houston we had a meeting with the a and r and that wasn't the nothing same guy but a hit nothing but yeah, a hit that's what i'm nothing thinking but of but a hit you got a hit i got a hit we got a hit Woo! No. If you don't know what we're talking about, and you won't, we would get a lot of demos. Being a band that toured a lot, not saying a big band, but a band that toured a lot, smaller bands would give us demos. Songwriters would yeah. give us demos because it was back in the day when demos would just fly around. We were horrible. We were mean people. We were young. We would never do it now. But we occasionally would find a demo that we loved and we keep in touch with the act. Totally. Sometimes Dan or Aaron or Aaron and I would go on to actually end up producing a band that we found from a demo. It happened several times. What? Occasionally, One of those bands was also a cartel. That, not that you produced, but we got a demo earlier. Aaron met them early on a warp tour before they were big. And was like, kidding. these guys are fucking good. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. But we would also get demos that would be the worst thing you've ever heard ever. Lots like, of them. So bad you would be stunned. Like horrifyingly like, oh my God, how was this released? And, and keep in mind, you and I have re- recorded demos like that. So all yeah. bands do it. I was just thinking about like if we could go back in time and hand us our own demo. Woo. <laughs> how would we react to that? Like, what the fuck Ooh. is this? Rib cage radio, baby. Oh, um, but uh, with that said, there was one or two that were iconic. There were some gems. That we would keep. We would actually hang on to that thing oh, yeah. and bust it out in the van and just rage it as loud as we could. God, so many memories, Dan. Floodgate of memories, man. When you start thinking about old tour, like so many hours yeah. and days and nights of our life were spent doing that. It's hard, to, it's hard to almost recall that given our lives now. But, oh, my God. God, to seem like know, a different time. We would just invent things just to keep us. We, we, there was, again, stuff like social media. It was out there, so I can't say it wasn't. But phones weren't the same. You couldn't have all the options and, and entertainment that you had. We would play, like, the line game, like, on a little flip phone. Yeah, you play Snake. You I snake. mean, to, to sum it, to really sum this up, in our minivan that we toured in, we put 
a, a monitor, so a, a wedge-shaped speaker in between the driver and passenger seats, the two captain chairs up front, and we strapped to it a mm. television, a 13-inch television, on so that it would crate. so that it wouldn't move on top of this uh, monitor wedge. And then we hooked up a PlayStation and a which at the I think it was a PS2, which at the, at the time was a DVD player, so we could actually do something in the fucking van. We were ahead of our time because there was nothing to do. Yeah, there was no internet in the van yeah. at the time. Like First, you couldn't just have internet all the time. True story. One of the arguably, in some cases, some people think it's the greatest film ever made. Everybody's got that movie that they haven't seen. We've talked about this all the time. We all, you and I, I'm sure, have a oh, handful oh, of movies. Abuse is online. You can chime in. Sweet. So, Abuse can attest to this. I had never seen Godfather. Universally hailed as one of the best films of all time. You know, the I first probably go, hadn't seen it then the either. First time I ever saw Godfather. Oh, which I remember is, this. Yeah, which is top five movies of all time, top ten probably. I watched it on a thirteen-inch screen, strapped to a duct tape monitor in a minivan, yep. doing a hundred miles per hour through Texas in the middle of the night. And let me tell you. It was epic. It was amazing. It was such a cool way. To, I was lost in this world of, of yeah. 1950s Italian gangster mobs. I'm watching one of the greatest movies ever. Just, you know, eating road stop food on a tiny little monitor. And all of us would be just dead quiet watching the film. It was so cool, man. It was so nice. Like, it was such a, a nice departure from what we used to do, which was nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We reinvented the wheel. And, dude, once we got to figure out that we could, like you said, play video games... The rare times that you weren't hogging the TV because Dan was a gamer. Sorry about but, it. I mean, dude. Remember, sorry, not sorry. How about remember the Rocky PS game? Oh fuck yeah! And we, you would train and like we'd beat yep. the guys and go up the ladder. We would have fun just watching video. That games. That was fun. And you, you pass the controller around and everybody plays. Oh, it was great. But maybe one guy we get good at one thing. Yeah. Like, and like, okay, yeah, I'm making this up. But Aaron's really good at making Rocky do sit ups. So pass the controller to give Dan a break for his hands because Dan's got his next fight. <laughs> I gotta ice him. Yeah. Oh man. And we, that was our entertainment, man. And the think that people now would just probably if we were in a van we would all grab our phones put headphones on and watch whatever show we were watching mm-hmm. or whatever movie we were watching and everybody in the van there was no you watch a different film that didn't exist we would choose collectively oh, what are we gonna watch and then we'd put it in and we could only watch one thing now everybody would torn probably sucks dude it's probably so separated like that unity that bands used to have it's kind of gone. We would talk late into the night, dude. There'd be conversations, six guys yeah. talking on a subject for three hours, like legit conversation. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that's still the same. And here's why. I guess depending on the band, right? Because that's something that we would do. The six of us would do. The eight of us, nine of us, whoever was in the van would do. Okay. When we got to the RV, uh-huh. when we got to tour buses in England, when we got to this last tour. Okay. We still did that. There's plenty of entertainment in a bus. There's two lounges with TVs and video games. There's individual bunks where you can say, fuck you guys, I'm watching whatever I'm watching. And we still hung out if people were awake. We did. People would just go to sleep instead. The one thing that I found on this last tour that surprised me was people were on very different schedules. Oh, yeah. Back in the day when we toured a lot, we were kind of on the same... Listen, Owen always woke up earlier than everybody else. Still does. But we were roughly still on the same schedule. This past tour, the one thing that really surprised me, and I think it's just because it was a short tour, number one. It was quick. It was very short, so we were still on our own personal schedules from back home. But I also think, like, you know, we were in different schedules. Me, oddly enough, who used to have a lot of trouble sleeping on tour, I actually was sleeping in a lot. Me too. There was one or two days where I woke up, like, stunningly late, where Aaron said, dude, 
like, I can't believe you're still asleep. And if you outsleep Aaron, you've achieved something's something. wrong with you, or Owen you're was, like going Owen for a was record. Still up in the morning, but we were on a lot of varied, varied schedules. Yeah. So it wasn't like we would all kind of congregate around eleven. People were kind of all over the place. So I think that cut back on the unified hang sure. because there would be different groups of people that would go get food. You know, Owen would go with somebody early in the morning. You go with somebody mid morning. No, but I'm, I'm talking about like at drive time mm-hmm. you know because yeah everybody's doing whatever they do throughout the day well, we were tired at the end of the night dude yeah, you go to sleep uh, dude i'll be honest with you <laughs> let's be honest dude we're older because guys yeah. guys crashed earlier yeah the old army of freshmen would see the sun come up you had cats that were crawling in the bed at like oh boy it's two better get in the bunk and you it's like t- dude we may never tour at this level again and cats were literally just like i just don't got it in me it's you funny know? i kind of made the transition throughout the tour like i started going to bed later on this last tour as the tour went on sleeping in later and then staying in bed later reading a book uh-huh. so i'd like get out of bed at noon like mm, i guess i should get up and see if there's uh-huh. food and i'd go sit and read in the venue the other fucked thing was the goddamn time of year that that tour was yet again we go over there where you don't get to go out a lot going out i'm talking like literally it was so fucking cold that the option of hey damn oh, let's man, go it for wasn't a- that cold oh d- come on it was not dude. that cold come we've been on. in way worse in england Way worse. Sheffield was horrible. Okay, but it wasn't. That was the only show it was snowing. Usually they all snow. God, that venue was so cold. That was that one. Okay, you're right. That one was cold as shit. That was something special. But the other ones, all the rest of them, were fine. Yeah, I'd like to go over there again in the in the spring. I mean, we walked yeah. over there. This, but the, wouldn't it be the, nice? Remember, like when we were in Germany and it was nice out and we would walk. Hot. It was a little too uh, too far the other way for me. It was too fucking hot during the day. It cooled off at yeah, night. But, but walking around, how wonderful! You, it's it's fun walking around. Me and form. Kai and Bobby would go up and sample the local beer in the in the town every day. It was Jesus, wonderful. You guys would be dead now. Well, you you did. You went and did uh um. Well, Oktoberfest last year. Yeah, Oktoberfest. A year ago. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't imagine now. Like it's not that bad. Yeah. Go it's, it's, early. A, it's a big fair. You go to sleep and you go to sleep and you get up and or you don't, you know. Fuck but there's up. a lot of shit to see. I mean, I was in Munich. I wanted to see the clock tower, whatever it was. We're old. The Glockenspiel, which I saw. We're old. You had a birthday. I did. Happy birthday. Thanks, Dan. I located my man. I know. Owen had a birthday, too. He did. And I was not able to go to his surprise party because I was in New York. I heard it was a good time. It was fun. Um, yeah, that's a big week for us. Me and Owen basically Every, birthdays. You, you and know, Aaron Orbit and... Yeah, my friend Ted's birthday is this week as well. This oh, is past really? week, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of birthdays around there because I guess it's all Christmas babies. It's all people. It's, it's, it's Christmas and New Year's. People got busy around yeah. Christmas and New Year's and here come the September babies. Well, back on the East Coast, there ain't shit to do because you're snowed in. So yeah. it's freezing. Yeah. And she's skeezing. <laughs> That's probably not a good thing. I don't think my mom's a skeezer. No, of course. I don't think that word exists anymore. I think you made that word up right now. No, skeezer was a big hip hop term in the 80s. Really? Yeah, an insult to women before they just went straight with the B word and the H word. Interesting. Used to be like, she's a skeezer. Hysterical, the H word? Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) Yes. Hysterical. It's true. Look it up. This podcast actually has been very, very funny. I think we've been funny. I think we've discussed nothing of importance, but I actually think there's a lot of good one-liners in this episode. Uh, good is questionable. There, there have been one-liners. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they're good is up for debate. But mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're, Dan, we're out of gas. Yeah, we are. But hey, good to see you again. I'm glad we yes. got the podcast off. Hey, we promised the listener. We did. That um, we would give a hint as to who our special guest is. Well, let's do it after the outro. 
to make oh. my editing life easier. Oh, okay. okay. So thanks everybody for watching on Facebook that you watch live. Stick around. Yeah. If you if you listen to this podcast after the fact, I'm sorry you got to yeah. watch live for this one time to get some live information. True. And if you sign up, if you if you follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fresh talk podcast, you'll be notified at least 15 minutes before we start. Sorry, we don't have a regular schedule. We apologize. <laughs> but with that said, Dan, with all that said, um, I guess our next episode will be your, the recap of the 20th anniversary show. Unless we do one the week. Well, no, we can't because we got to practice yeah we should do something live at the practice that'd be fun that'd be cool i could record we could record something and i could just post it yeah we'll try we'll see what happens we'll try yeah i sounds great hey dear fresh talk listener thank you as always yes thanks for being here cue the bossa nova I gotta be careful not fucking because if nobody's watching that dude I will be down front singing word for word and I'll be trying to plan I'll be like oh, sorry yeah you can't sing so, you know what I mean that you do at a show you don't realize how loud you're singing when you're rocking out like that yeah